Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 173 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week I'm in the honey room and we've got some really nice bits of kit to help make the job easier without breaking the bank. Beekeeping Short and Sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by Simon the Beekeeper. Making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone, Simon the Beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible, along with a super fast delivery service. The bees won't wait, so their customers don't have to either. Visit the website at www simonthebeekeeper.co.uk Hi everyone, it's podcast time once more and this week I've been super busy, if you'll excuse the pun, but super busy in the extraction room. You'll already understand if you've listened to my podcast previously that I'm not really a giant among commercial beekeepers. In fact, I'm not really a giant among beekeepers generally, but we do have a nice little honey crop to take off. And in a commercial sense, it is a little crop, but we get that off each spring and summer and it makes for a hectic weekend every now and again of around 16 hour days working in the honey room. So last week we removed all of the honey boxes from the borage and pumpkin patch. No real dramas to report, I'm glad to say, and everything arrived safely back at Honey HQ and was unloaded into the honey room. The first thing to say is that regardless of the number of boxes that you intend to extract, just be careful of the weight and how you lift it all. Me and my bad back don't go in for heavy lifting these days, and particularly for you young and not-so-young invincible, indestructible beekeepers out there, once it's damaged, that back of yours will always give you trouble, so please do take care. Possibly the best thing that I've thought to include in our list of equipment is our little plywood dolly trolleys, a simple square of 19mm ply with heavy-duty low-profile casters on them. The truck was backed up to the shutter door of the unit and the dollies readied at the back of the truck. It's a simple process to lift the boxes down onto the trolleys and then push or pull them through into the honey room, Gone are the days of having to carry heavy boxes from the front drive through to the extraction room at the back of the garage. It's the little things like that that makes the process just a little bit easier and a lot safer. We actually managed to remove all but probably 30 or 40 bees from the boxes of honey. The combination of clearer boards and the petrol blower worked really well. Again, it makes for a comfortable session in the honey room when there aren't hundreds of bees flying around and bouncing off your head. I've had several questions about the best kit to use for extracting and obviously a lot depends on the number of colonies that you're managing, but I'd like to share my setup with you all and you can judge for yourself where you fit in on either side of the type of equipment that we now use. So to describe the honey room setup for you, Close your eyes and imagine a room measuring around 5 metres by 4 metres or thereabouts, perhaps a little bit larger, but not much. 
The honey on the dollies are lined up against the left-hand wall, and I work left to right and back again. Doesn't seem to make a great deal of sense right now, but bear with me, and hopefully it will all become a little less foggy. Next to the stack of honey boxes, centre left, I have a 600ml stainless steel commercial kitchen table, the type that you could get off eBay secondhand or new from the various commercial kitchen supply websites. On this, I have some scales which measure around 550ml squared, and these are normally used by vets to weigh pets, such as cats and dogs, again, readily available online. And it has a separate LCD display that shows the weight, and I've hooked that up on a tripod behind the scales out of the way. I weigh the gross weight of the boxes, and once extracted and frames are back in the box, I weigh it again and get the net weight. Subtract one from the other to give an approximate weight of honey and wax. This all gets added together at the end to give a grand total, approximately, of the honey and wax that we've taken off the hives. The next piece of equipment in the lineup is my Appy Melter from Swenty, and the table that I just described sits nicely beside the Appy Melter so that I can use it to lift the frames at a nice height over to the Appy Melter. The Appy Melter is so useful in many ways. It's not the cheapest piece of kit, but for me, it's an essential tool. Right now in the extraction process, it's used as the container for all the wax cappings, honey, and cutout frames that can't go into the extractor for whatever reason. Maybe they have granulated honey in them, or the bees have drawn them out in an irregular way that means they'll just break out of the frames when they're spun. Above the Appy Melter, I have a frame rest of sorts. It's currently a piece of oak batten with a hole drilled in it, but on the jobs list or wish list is a need to obtain a stainless steel frame rest, mainly because part of the uncapping process now is the use of a honey pour slit uncapper. This is a heated metal block with veins which, when hot, melts a channel into the cappings to allow the honey beneath to be extracted. It's designed in such a way that the veins are spaced so they cut through all of the cells at each pass, and it takes about five quick strokes on each side to fully uncap. A frame rest would make the job a lot easier. I currently have it connected up to a steam generator, otherwise known as a wallpaper stripper, and it works great, but the outlet does create a rather steamy atmosphere. I'd ideally like to have it connected to a sealed system using hot water, but the one made for it is extraordinarily expensive, as most things in beekeeping seem to be. So for now, I'll stick with the steam, and at least my complexion is lovely and soft. I digress as usual, and an alternative and much cheaper method of uncapping is to use a cold serrated knife, such as a normal bread knife. I've just bought an offset serrated knife from Simon the Beekeeper. It arrived next day just in time for the extraction and it's been fantastic. And being an offset blade, it makes the uncapping process a little bit easier than with a normal bread knife. Plus, of course, it costs an awful lot less than a slit uncapper at about £15. Once uncapped, the frames go into my extractor, which is a Carl Fritz 20 frame electric radial extractor. It's a manual motor, so the operator, me, 
pushes or pulls a lever to increase or decrease the speed of the spin, essential when you've got a wobbly load. The extractor takes two boxes of 10 super frames or 16 brood frames from my Langstroth's, so it's a really good way of getting plenty of frames extracted in one hit. And if you're just starting out with beekeeping and wondering what type of extractor to get, always go for one that's slightly bigger than you think you'll need. I guarantee that next year you'll have more hives and more honey to extract. Well, almost guarantee. One of the challenges with extractors is always the wobble. I can't bolt the extractor to the floor because we rent the unit and also, probably more importantly, I need to move the extractor out once the extraction session is over. So I've tried freestanding. Sometimes you have to almost sit on top of it to prevent it from hopping across the room. And this year I've actually tried adding some heavy duty casters and actually allowing it to have a bit of a wobble. And that seems to work for the most part. It did try to escape on one occasion, but I managed to hit the off switch before I completely lost control. One question that regularly crops up is how long do you leave the extractor spinning? Another one of those very variable answers in beekeeping, I'm afraid, but if the honey is quite light and straight from the hive, it spins out really quickly and easily. But if it's been sat in the frames for a day or two, it cools and thickens, and then you might have to be spinning for twice or even three times as long. I tend to watch the sidewall of the inner side of the extractor and wait until I can no longer see any honey flicking against the stainless steel material and then give it a couple of minutes longer and that's normally fine. When the honey comes out of the extractor it runs down into the honey sump and this is where the journey across the honey room doubles back on itself because I've managed to squeeze the sump under the api melter thus using the wasted space beneath. It's a bit of a tight squeeze, but with limited space, it works really well. The sump is a small heated unit that uses filter screens rather than an over and under system. It does mean we have to scrape away wax that blocks the screens every few hours, but overall it works just fine. Once the honey passes out of the sump through the valve unit, it passes on towards the pump, which has been worth its weight in gold. I can pump the honey from the sump up into my 100 kilo settling tank without having to decant it into buckets and all that lifting and groaning that comes with just that task. There's no spills and the motor on the pump is super quiet. I couldn't be happier with it really. The hose from the pump feeds into a cone strainer another purchase from Simon the Beekeeper's website, and although the sump does remove a lot of debris, you really do need to have a strainer fitted at this final stage to catch all the little bits and bobs that somehow manage to get through. The resulting cleared honey is fantastic and sits in the settling tank ready to go into buckets for storage prior to bottling. The settling tank, again, is one of those things you get and then wish you'd got a slightly bigger one. But for now, we can decant on a regular basis and keep the level around halfway so there are no accidents. The sump and pump are made by Lyson and I managed to pick them up second hand really cheaply, so I'm super happy with those. There are a couple of additions I'd like to add specifically to the sump, pump and settling tank combination, and that's an automatic 
on and off switch for the pump and level warning switch. The first one turns the pump on when the level of the honey rises to a predetermined point and then turns it off once more once the honey has been pumped through and the level has dropped back down again. The settling tank level warning switch sets off an alarm when the level of the honey reaches a predetermined point in the settling tank and means you have to drop everything and get some buckets filled quickly. We're using £30 honey buckets again this year. I would say reusing as we've had these buckets for quite a number of years now. Once used at the point of bottling, they get washed out thoroughly and stored for the next year and so on. I do have some £60 buckets, but these are more and more unwieldy for me, so I try not to use those unless I absolutely have to. I think this setup is good for maybe 200 hives or possibly more. Areas that would need attention, I think, are the extractor wobble situation. It is time-consuming to have someone holding on to it all the time that it's spinning, and that person, normally me, could be doing something better with that time. What else would I like in my honey room to make it even better than it already is? Well, on my wish list is one of those fancy automatic heated knife frame uncapping machines. I've just had a quick look online and you won't get much change out of maybe four or five thousand pounds. And that's for a budget model. So unless you're looking to go large, as they say, I don't think using an uncapping machine is going to be either needed or necessary for me. And the slit uncapper works just fine for a small operation like mine. It might be a case of boys' toys and a need to have all the gadgets that's driving my thought process. More likely obtainable from my wish list is a frame slide. And I'm thinking I might have one custom made for me to suit my honey room. This would probably hook over the right hand edge of my api melter and have a double rail that takes uncapped frames, as many as 20 or 30 perhaps, ready to go into the extractor. It would mean I could continue to uncap frames while the extractor is doing its thing. Beneath the rail, there'd be a honey drip tray which channels down to an outlet which has a closable valve, an on-off tap if you will, and this would have a hose attached to it to direct any honey down into the sump. Well, that's about it really. Maybe another set of scales at the empty end of the extraction line so I don't have to bring boxes back to the beginning to get the net weight. But other than that, we're pretty well set for the amount that we extract really. Just thinking back to the honey in frames getting cooler as they stand around for a day or two, it would be nice to have a warm room to keep the boxes and honey at a reasonable temperature for extraction. Not too warm that the wax melts, you understand, but warm enough that the honey inside the cells can be extracted with the minimal amount of time in the extractor. Perhaps it's something we'll look to build over the winter when the opportunity presents itself. Talking of opportunities, if you haven't already, then now's the time to sign up to my podcast. A podcast subscription will get you the very latest tips and techniques from me each week as they're released. Head over to my Patreon page and sign up to my Podcast Plus tier for the very latest beekeeping chat. Well, that's it for this week. I'll catch up with you all again next time. But for now, I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Sweet.